Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, we're having some technical difficulties. Just stand by. We'll be going live shortly. across the entire globe. You're listening to Tarot Today Live, 
I'm Dax Carlisle coming to you live from Tucson, Arizona, and joining me is the fabulous Mary Brown, live from Amarillo, Texas. Mary, how's it going? Hey, Dax. Good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I bet a lot of people are not happy it's Monday, but uh, we love Mondays. Why not? Yes. Why not? What's not to love? Awesome. We get to connect with everybody on Mondays. That's what makes it good. Absolutely. And for those that are, we are simulcasting on Blog Talk Radio. We are live streaming on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, go to tarotoday.live. Just open a new tab in your browser, type in tarotoday.live. That'll take you right over to our YouTube channel. At the top, you'll see the current live. Just click on that. You can join us in the comments. There's a chat box on the right there at least on desktop i know it's different on phones (laughs) always different on a phone yeah so you can actually see us live you can see our cameras and you can chat with us if you don't want to call into the show but we would rather you call in and chat with us right mary yes we would love to hear what you have to say and hear your little voices from (laughs) all over the world what's that phone number mary Yes, the phone number. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, God, 714-816-4628. Easy to remember. 714-816-4628. Be sure to press the number one on your dial pad because it raises your skinny little alien arm in the air, and we know you want to be <laughs> want to be on the air with us. Yeah, for those of you that are like, what are they talking about? It actually looks like that, you know, on on the switchboard next to your your phone line. Yeah. Your, it has your phone number, and then it has the skinny little white hand. The little alien arm. Yeah, the alien arm. Uh, so we will be getting to uh, calls and the chat and everything a little later in the show. Yeah. We've got some interesting stuff coming up today. Mary yes. Interview with Fran Stein on Reiki. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, I know we're a tarot show, but uh, anything even vaguely related, we're going to get into because Mary's into Reiki, crystals. I'm into hypnosis, NLP. You know, you're going to hear all kinds of stuff on this channel. So we got this fantastic interview with Franz. Um, Mm. Before we do the card of the day and the numerology of the day, Mary, do you want to tell people a little bit about Franz? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, if you're into Reiki, you've got to know Franz Stein. Uh, he's just, he's just amazing. He's like one of the co-founders of the International House of Reiki. Mm. I like co-wrote the Reiki source book, Reiki A to Z pocket guide, Reiki, 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 Reiki. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the guy you want to read his work. You want to, you know, follow the International House of Reiki. And for me, I was so thrilled to like talk to him. He's like, I, you know, someone I just really admire a lot. And I have his, and his Reiki Techniques card deck. Now this is out of print and like so beloved and so coveted. And it's just a card deck full of like different Reiki techniques, like some traditional, some not so traditional. And I'm actually going to share one as my card of the day today. Wow. Perfect timing. Yeah. Go ahead and do that now. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so this is really easy. 
You don't have to be into Reiki or even know what it is to be able to do this technique. And this technique is for grounding, you know, and you see the little illustration, you know, you see where the person, you know, you, you see like the little shocker wheel, like at the abdomen, at the knees, and at the feet on the head. And so what you want to do to ground yourself Right, and you can do this any time of the day or whatever. We use it for grounding, but it's actually called a centering technique. And so you want to start out by placing your hand on your forehead and behind your head, right? And you just like breathe into that, and you're working with the intention. The thought in your head is that you're connecting to the earth. You know, this is grounding your energy. So just for a few seconds, and then you take both hands and put it on your abdomen. Breathe in, breathe out. Think of connecting to the earth. I'm grounded. I'm centered. That's like you can keep like saying that in your head or out loud. I'm I'm grounded. I'm centered. Then put your hand your hands on your knees. Do the same thing, and then over. I have to reach for my feet over the top of your feet. And do the same thing. And so you do that, the forehead, the abdomen, the knees, the the, hand, the feet, you know, each time. And just do it a few times until you really are feeling that energy. Like, yes, I'm grounded. I'm centered. I'm ready for whatever the day has to bring. <laughs> and again, that's from the Reiki Techniques card deck. Heal Yourself Intuitively by Bronwyn and Franz Stein. And, and Franz is, yeah. I mean, not only is he like this world-recognized expert on Reiki, literally has written all the books. His new book coming out is called The Way of Reiki, The Hidden Teachings of oh, yeah. um, Yusui. And that's what I link interviewed in him folks. Link in the description to the book. Yeah, and... And the book is phenomenal. I mean, I really feel like going forward, this should be essential reading because, you know, everybody, regardless of what kind of Reiki they do, they usually the first kind of Reiki that they use is Yusui Reiki. And so this is like getting us more into the mindset of, of Yusui, the, the founder of Reiki, Mikao Yusui, the Japanese founder of Reiki. And friends went to Japan you know, to learn how they do it there and just, you know, world renowned because he, he's been everywhere and he tours and teaches everywhere too. And even still gives Reiki sessions to people. Awesome. Yeah. The first time I actually heard the story and all about Yasui and it being brought over and everything was actually in Sharona's angel Reiki course. And Sharona is yeah. in comments right now in the chat room. Hi, Sharona. I want to shout out to her. Uh, oh, there's other people in there, too. Okay, so Mel's in there. and Hey, Mel. Uh, hey, Sharona. Nikitha and Rash Rashmi. Um, there was a comment about the delay. Uh, so some people that they're on Blog Talk, and then they go to the YouTube Live to watch us, mm -hmm. and there's a delay in the audio. Yeah, there's going to be a huge delay. And uh, part of that is the Blog Talk studio. There's already a delay in the studio. Yeah. So my recommendation is if you're, if you're dialed in, you know, uh, just put the phone down and 
watch the YouTube uh, live and, and turn turn the audio up on that. And then when we go to phone calls, just turn make sure you turn the audio off on your on your YouTube. Otherwise, there'll be a feedback loop. But that's how you can get our voices synchronized if it's getting a little confusing <laughs> for you. I never thought to announce that, but yeah, that's uh, that gave me the opportunity to let everybody know. So the uh, numerology today, real quick, uh, we're still obviously in the sixth year, but uh, today is also six. Two plus four is six, the 24th. So it's, it's that nurturing energy. Six is also the number of success. You see that in the six tarot cards. Uh, there's um, also uh, a return to balance and harmony after the chaos of five. Um, and then the entire date, uh, so we're adding the month number 10, that's one, plus six, plus six. So you get 13, one plus three is four. It is that number of structure. And for the card of the day, I got this card. Here, I'll try to make it so you can see it. Mm. Three of coins. So I think what's going on today is it's talking about uh, work or whatever your passion projects are. And what's going to happen is, and that's the main card, but I pulled some uh, qualifier cards and I got the two of wands. And you can see that there are two different paths you can go down. So what I'm going to say about this is in your career or a project you're working on or work or anything along those lines and you come up and you're presented with two different paths you can go down today uh in alignment with that four energy i got the emperor mm. number four so what this is saying is whichever two i mean whichever of the two paths that you could go down uh gives you the most structure you're looking for structure and that's it. That's the message from the tarot and numerology today, October 24th, 2022, as we get closer and closer to Halloween on the 31st. And folks, if you don't know, not only is it Halloween on Monday the 31st, it's also the 18th birthday of the Tarot Guild. So we'll be celebrating and taking your phone calls on Monday the 31st. We'll be doing uh, a simulcast just to let everybody know get prepared for all that so it'll be a party absolutely so we've got this uh great interview uh with friends that we're just gonna play it for you it's gonna be the first time me seeing the whole thing and uh, we're all gonna watch this interview that mary did it, it's fabulous the parts that i saw and then we'll come back Thanks. live right after the interview right mary yeah and look at the comments and maybe take a call or two this is It'll be fun. You know, I've, I'm excited for everybody to see the interview and hear what Franz had to say. Yeah. He was lovely to talk so to. Grab your grab your cup of coffee. Grab grab your tea or juice or whatever. Grab the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> your martini lunch, you know, whatever you're doing. <laughs> hey, it's five o'clock somewhere all the time, right? Right. Yeah, well, you know, and that th those three martini lunches, right? So. Grab whatever mm. and uh, let, let's uh, have some fun watching this. I'm gonna I'm gonna share the screen right now. There you go. You got that, Mary, on your end? Yeah. All right. There it is. Just checking, uh, you know, checking all that technology, make sure everything's working here. And here we go. Franstein on Reiki. 
So welcome to the Tarot Today live show. Uh, I don't hear the audio. Hold on, technical issues. Let's, <laughs> let's try it again. So welcome. Are you hearing to the audio now? Tarot Today live show, Franz. Yeah, it's so great. Okay, I think I figured out what it is. I was trying to mute my mic so you won't hear any background noise during the video, <laughs> and it turns the it turns the audio off. So uh, I apologize about that. Um, let me get it started, and I'm just going to have to be quiet. That'll so, be good. So, <laughs> so here we go, folks. So welcome to the Tarot Today live show, Franz Stein. It's so great to meet you and to talk about your new book, The Way of Reiki. Yeah, really interesting. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. So. You know, so many of us, I think, and, you know, listeners to the show, viewers of our channel and stuff, they, they're really familiar with Reiki, but in a more mainstream sort of way. And that's not even to say that Reiki's really become quite mainstream yet. Um, but they're familiar with your work if they're familiar with Reiki, right? You know, that's the way I look at it. It's like, this is, you know, for us in the West, this is the source. This is the source. Yeah. One of my, and because we also have a card to Mancy, a card to Mancy community, tarot community that listens to the show, this is one of my most treasured possessions. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I, I've gone to a lot of Reiki circles, you know, with friends, and I always pull this out like, look, you can look at the treasure. <laughs> so it's, a, it's just why. Because I feel like you've said so much about Reiki. Why, why another book and where, where did this come from? Where do you think it came from? Uh, the new book really came from my own personal direct experience. So I've been training with the Japanese priest since 2012 in Japan. And it's got a small little temple. And it's really difficult to actually train with these kind of people you can't go there and pay them you have to be invited or you have to be recommended and that all takes a long time so yeah through working with him lots of things changed for me and the perceptions changed and so therefore felt this new book was really coming out of my own i'm not like a writer and i go like now i'm going to write a book and it's going to have this 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 in it it's kind of percolating within myself, and then suddenly I go like, boom, and then it comes out, and that's it. And that's inspired writing. That's the best kind. That's the very uh, best kind. <laughs> yeah, for me, it definitely <laughs> works that way. I'm not so good when someone says, oh, France, can you write an article about this? And I go like, hmm. But, yeah, it really needs to come from my own personal direct experience. And I hope people... We feel that when they read uh, the way of Reiki, the inner teachings of Mikasui, when they can really feel that um, quality behind it, hopefully. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is this idea of the inner teachings of Yusui. Um, you know, do we, how can we know, you know, in a sense? Because I feel like in the book, you're 
you're trying to kind of put together, you're trying to kind of bring us into his world, his mindset, kind mm. of, you know, all, all the things he was exposed to. But, you know, how do we get into that from so far away in time and space? Yeah, ultimately, we would never know, of course, what whatever he might have taught, but the tools he left behind when we look at those, you know, and we go deeper into these tools, then we can see where he borrowed them from and then what was the more traditional element of it and then why then would he have used those tools in his system and when you put it all together and then not only that, but then when you actually apply those tools in a very specific ways, then we might have the direct experience. So it's like, of course, we can read a cookbook from someone in the 1800s, uh, but then we have to actually look at the recipe, then we can see where they took maybe some of those ingredients uh, around that time from, but then we have to cook it and eat it and we have to do it again and eat it again. And that way we get a really direct experience of what Mikasu was trying to say. And, and ultimately for me, I always bring it back to the precepts, just be kind and compassionate, you know, and that in itself is so healing, particularly these days where we so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now teaching in the U.S. There's, I, I hear so many people talking about this division, and it's really obvious these days. And we yeah. don't really look at that much in Holland. So just be kind. I think it's already so much, so profound and so difficult as well. Yeah, you know, and I and wanted to ask you about the precepts as well because because I do feel like the way we learn Reiki, and I and I feel like you know we meaning like the majority of people, maybe the big numbers, okay? The big numbers of people seem to be learning Reiki online, maybe on, yeah. you know, um, teaching platforms like Udemy or Teachable or whatever, like not even, you know, having their hands on anything but their computer, you know? Um, and, you know, I've done both, you know, I've done in-person and I've done that, but, and I also feel that in both, in both ways, the precepts are minimalized. They're like at the beginning. And for me, it's always been like, wow, you know, I don't use the precepts and unless I am sure that I can hold to them for that day. <laughs> I feel like it's a vow. And I feel like there's everything's within that. I feel like it's like if we can really not worry, not anger, to be kind, you yeah, know. That would be amazing, right? That's we hard. World. We would live in a whole different world, yeah. I, I wish more of these teachings, you know, and more people would focus on the precepts because it's so profound, you know, and it's, yeah. I always say it's not so much about feeling energy. That's quite easy. You just stick your finger in a PowerPoint. And, um, you know, seeing some colors and lights is also easy. You hit yourself with a metal bar on the head. And if you hit hard enough, you probably see the white light. So that's great. Easy done. But actually to live that life of being kind and compassionate. And then also a, a kindness, compassion, what doesn't change according to circumstances. And I'll say, oh, yeah, but I'm really compassionate. And I'll say, yeah, but you're only compassionate to this and not to that. So it's like changing constantly. Yeah. And for me, this is really what, uh, if we really look closely at the system of Reiki, that was really what Mikasu was trying to teach. 
Yeah. Hands-on healing was a very small part of that. So, yeah, I really explore that in uh, the way of Reiki in the teachings of Mikasui, my new book, really exploring this uh, yeah. in a more deeper way because I think this is so much needed. You know, hands-on healing ultimately is our birthright, right? We, when we fall over, we put our hands on our knee or when our kid falls over, we put our hands on them. We do it naturally. It's naturally, but, you know, this, this state of kindness is is so important you know we can also i always say if i walk in town i'm here now in lancaster pennsylvania oh. and i you i cannot walk around town lovely little town and and put my hands on everybody right it's impossible i get arrested <laughs> and um but i can walk around town and just be kind and that in itself is already profound healing yeah, and, you know, I can't tell you how many bizarre, you know, kind of conversations, you know, we, we have with each other in the Reiki community about how they're phrased. And I really love that you, you show us the spectrum of meaning in your book. And, and not only with that, but with, the, with everything. I mean, my God, you know, Franz, this has to be essential. This book has to be essential for Reiki yeah. people. Really, you know, just the word Reiki even. But, you know, we argue about the syntax, the, the little language thing. Like my my thing, I remember my big thing was, was you know, I had taken from a, from a woman that was teaching, be kind to others, yourself and every living thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm drawing the line here. Okay. Because if there is an answer, biting me right on the hand and I'm allergic to ant bites I'm not going to be kind to it I can you know understand the situation it's going to die yeah and I'm going to kill it and that's not a kind act I'm being kind to myself maybe but you know what's important about these things what's important about the words well, that, therefore, ultimately, you know, we can read a book. It's like, again, I, I like this comparison. Like, if I'm hungry, I can read a cookbook, and, yeah. but it doesn't steal my hunger. Uh, and I can contemplate about the cookbook and the recipe, but again, it doesn't steal my hunger. I have to implement it. I have to cook it. I have to make it. I have to eat it. And that yeah. is ultimately also with the system of Reiki, if they're just dry words, you know, what we repeat as a little parrot, then it doesn't make any sense. So therefore, when we look again at the system of Reiki, there were very specific meditation practices, there were symbols and mantras to go within yourself to really purify, heal yourself from these attachments, this worry, anxiety, anger, fear, etc., so that we can lay bare this great bright light of love and compassion, what is unchangeable. And yeah, therefore, I think when we look at the system of Reiki, now we say Reiki and we think about hands-on healing, but when we look mm -hmm. at the system of Reiki as a whole, we see a whole path there to self-awakening, ultimately. Do you think it's a... It, it's like a practice. It's like a daily practice. Do you think it's a spiritual practice? Oh, definitely. I see it as a way of life. I don't even see it as something I do, say, before work and then I go on work or my daily life and hang out with friends. For me, it needs to be integrated in all we do. And I think this is uh, generally what we get confused with. You know, now we say, oh, 
I'm going to have yoga in the morning, and then I forget about the rest of your day. But the yogi or yogini, actually, the, the name implies living in this state of non-duality and, and not necessarily doing an asana, you know, and, uh, but actually a daily life of being yoga. And it's the same with all of these other teachings. But now we've seen it so external from our daily life. And I think this is also why we find it very difficult to make progress in a lot of these spiritual practices because we're not integrating it into our daily life. We see it very externalized of, you know, with our friends or going to the bar or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's the thing that I, that I also wonder is like, you know, what, what is, if you were, starting out right now, you know, and, and you just heard about Reiki, you know, what do you wish like had been your first step that, that maybe you would take now that you would know now, like, this is where I want to begin. Definitely the more internal uh, progress and process. Like when I first learned the system was Reiki, it was very external. I remember the guy actually who was teaching me this was in Kathmandu in Nepal. He was smoking a joint oh, while he was yeah. teaching me. It's fine, of course, but it was very externalized. You know, you, you get the attunement and you just do hands-on healing on someone else. But then I was lucky because I met uh, different healers in around Nepal and I lived in Darjeeling for a year. Lots mm-hmm. of people were doing healing, all sorts of form of healing. And when they touched you, I mean, it was a whole different ball game. Like the, the amount of energy, the spaciousness, what was being triggered. And I go like, I want what they have. And when mm-hmm. I inquired how they stimulate that within them, first within themselves, was all through different meditation practices and contemplation about the eye, for example. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to go to Japan and and train with Japanese teachers to see how it was traditionally taught within Japan. Well, how how easy was that? You know, because sometimes, you know, we get the sense that because, you know, we're coming from a different culture, a different thing that, you know, there's these secret practices that, you know, outsiders can't you know, get into how did, how did you, how did it go? How did you work with the, with that kind of cultural difference coming from a different background and how were you accepted? Yeah, that's a tricky one. You know what, what is really interesting, my teacher, for example, when I asked them about like, because there is a practice, what is called Mikyo, and Mikyo translated as secret teachings. And then they say, it's not really secret. It's just that when you practice, you will rediscover it for yourself. And before you start to practice, it might look secret because he give you certain teachings and then you apply it for yourself. And then you realize it's been there all the time within your own self. And uh, yeah, it's really tricky. I always, I did uh, train with Japanese Reiki teachers quite a few and then I still wasn't really satisfied what I was looking for for myself you know we all have a different journey and so I knew this uh Tendai Buddhist priest and I'm not a Buddhist to say I don't like all these labels uh, for me just you know if we look at our essence our essence is not Buddhist our essence is also not Reiki it has no label right it's just great yeah. bright light luminosity 
And um, so after I worked with this guy for about 10 years and I said, look, you know, I really need to find someone very specific I was looking for. And he said, okay, now I know you're very dedicated with working with you for 10 years. I can introduce you to this priest, but uh, uh, um, yeah, remember he's very eccentric. I said, I don't mind. I like those eccentric <laughs> quirky people because they, uh, for me, uh, it's easier for them to step out of that box, you know, when they're a little bit more eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, he wrote me an introduction letter, and uh, then this particular priest sent me like uh, an email with uh, I don't know how many questions what he wanted me to first answer before he took me on board. Wow. And even now, if I would come, like the last time I went there, and uh, I got I flew in from Australia. I'm living in Holland now, but at that time I was living in Australia, and so uh, I went there. And uh, I flew in, then with the train, then he waits uh, for me at the uh, bus stop. And he opens the door of the car, I hop in. He kind of not even says hi, and he says, okay, show me first the practices we learned. And then, you know, I have to show him right there, right then in the car. And I definitely believe if I could not have done it without a piece of paper, out of my head, out of my whole being, he would have probably stopped the car and said, open the door and said, okay, I've taught you, but you haven't really implemented it. So you better go home. Wow. So it's a little bit like saying, like, again, it's just chef, you know, or we train someone for training and say, okay, go make this recipe. They go home, they make it once. And then six months later or a year later, this man comes to the chef again and said, show me, well, I, I don't know how to cook it. You know, I need a recipe. Then it means they have not been practicing. Right. Right. No. And, and, you know, I can say this, so, you know, that kind of experience, that kind of opportunity to learn from that kind of teacher, you know, seems so rare. Seems so rare. Yeah. I've been, you know, very lucky in life to meet uh, at the right time the right teachers in India, in Australia. I worked with a Taoist teacher for a long time. She was Chinese and brought up in uh, China in a Taoist family from the age of three already practicing, you know. Wow. And so, yeah, I've been very fortunate uh, also in Japan to meet those teachers. How did you even get on this path? I mean, was there a spiritual experience? Was there an epiphany? How do you go from regular guy to Reiki, (laughs) you know, king? Reiki. (laughs) Uh, I've got live audience here. They're laughing here. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's cute. Uh, But... uh, yeah, I, w- I was uh, actually a party person. I would, I, I loved partying, and uh, I would go out three, four, five times a week, dancing and drinking, till I was about thirty. And then we went to India, and I wasn't feeling that well at that time. I always had, uh, from when I was a kid, a lot of lower back problems. They put me in plaster, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, just keep taking." painkillers and physiotherapy, we can't do anything about it. And when you grow older, it will only be worse. Jeez. And then also I was, you know, through all of that and relationship, et cetera, I felt very unstable. 
So when I arrived in India, we went up to Ladakh. It's uh, called Little Tibet, beautiful area in the Himalayas, like absolutely stunning. And I was talking about that I wasn't feeling that well to a few people. And this one guy said, well, there's a local lady doing some healing. Why don't we go there tomorrow? And it was in a very small house. This woman uh, from a Tibetan tradition, seen as uh, shamans, as healers. Their, their practice is really, really tough. So there's only a few about. And she was chanting in the corner. We all had to sit. The room was packed with local people. And we were four or five foreigners. And we had to sit at the back. And we told we could not participate, but we could watch. And so one by one, this woman is calling people forward. She touches them, does something, says something all in a language I don't understand. And it's kind of finished and she's standing there and suddenly she goes, oh, you one of the foreigners needs to come. And she points to me and I get forward and I point towards my back where it hurts. And she touched me and I'm gone. I don't know where I am. Uh, I feel so spacious. I'm crying. I feel the heat going from my crown to my toes, like tremendously. And if you've told me it was one second or one day or one month, I would have believed you all of it because it was in this very timeless space. And then I sat back and I go, what the hell just happened here? And then the next day, not necessarily that I suddenly magically felt physically better or emotionally better, but all I wanted to do was buy books on spirituality. And that was very unusual for me. So I started to buy books on yoga, Ayurveda, Taoism. And one day I bought a Reiki book and the rest is history. Wow. Wow. And, you know, kind of going back to your chef uh, metaphor, your chef uh, in yeah. cooking, you know, do you, are you a good cook, by the way? Why, why is <laughs> no, not, re- not really, actually. I would love to actually learn better cooking. I, I'm just a very basic cook. But I find these metaphors for me help me to really, uh, I started work when I was 17. I didn't like school. So for me, I don't like all that intellectual stuff too much you know don't make it too difficult give me okay. simple metaphors what i use in daily life and uh, this is also what i try to do in my class and like i was just teaching here and it's just so great to see when we keep it simple when we keep it clean it's so easy easy for myself and i think it's also easier for other people to understand well yeah you know i i often think that you know if that's the point is to be understood and you know then then it should be kind of simple to get yeah. across you know because otherwise it's just showing off well, <laughs> you know really, really, yeah. like in my vocabulary <laughs> it's amazing yeah. and sometimes you know people give me books i would not often buy some books when i and 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 so I looked through the book and I go like, man, I, I need a dictionary on the first page already. Like, and then I need to look up six words. I don't yeah. know how enjoyable, right? How enjoyable is that? You know, and how much do it stays with us? But you know, your book, you've got you've got a lot of wonderful, um, you know, accolades and and compliments from people, including John Cleese. Yeah, actually, I was asked to. Explain. Uh, <laughs> I was asked to do a session with John Cleese. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it due to COVID to the UK. I think he's fantastic, and uh, 
uh, I'm acquainted with a good friend of John, and so uh, yeah, we chatted, and uh, so I said, oh, can, would John like to write something for my book? And he said, well, John normally doesn't do it, and he said, actually, I'm I'm with John right now. So and uh, so we were Perfect. chatting, and said, okay, but he is he's willing to just write a little thing about Reiki. I said, oh, that's great, better something than nothing, of course. And uh, so I Brilliant. feel we're still trying to each time. I'm, for example, in LA, then Johnny's away. I was just trying, I was just in LA and we tried to meet up, but it didn't work. So maybe one day. Yeah, I hope so. I've interviewed him. I hope you get to, I hope you get to meet him. Oh, <laughs> nice. but no, I, I saw that and I'm like, okay, hold the phone, hold the phone. <laughs> you know, this is a, I don't see that in a Reiki book. <laughs> you know? no, but I think for me also, what I try to do in my classes as well, you know, for me, is I, I like humor. I like playfulness. I like having fun, you know, and yeah. for me, spirituality is not just sitting there being holier than holy. And, you know, like sometimes I, and don't get me wrong, sometimes I, I see people teaching and it's all this very kind of spiritual voice is being put on as like an act. And then I think, wow, I mean, if I would do this, that that would not be me that would acting. And then yeah. I would be tired at the end of the day. So, yeah, I always like to... Uh, to have my, like, we laughed so much in the last few days, and I don't care. It's just for me because it's spirituality, is laughter, is interwoven in life, is playfulness, is sexuality, is enjoying life to its fullest. Yeah, no, I, and I, and I agree with that. I mean, the laughter to me is so connected to joy. Yeah. Is that not spiritual? <laughs> I mean, what's more spiritual than joy? <laughs> I don't well, know. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know? But you know, um, one thing that I that I wanted to ask you is if if you could share with us, you know, people that so many people out there, you know, into Reiki, they either are getting Reiki treatments or they're learning Reiki. They're doing it in a group session or they're doing it one on one. There's so many different and distance healing yeah. with crystals. And then there's angel Reiki, and then there's, you know, the holy fire Reiki, you know, I mean, my goodness. Smith Reiki. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I mean, but really every kind of Reiki, unicorn Reiki, you know, yeah. I mean, what, do you, what can you tell people about this? What do we need to know? What's the right, what's the one thing if we just want some Reiki? <laughs> what flavor? Well, for, yeah, I mean, I, I always bring it back to just be kind, you know, if, if that healing can trigger that we feel a little bit less angry in our life, that we feel a little bit less worried in our life, that we feel a little bit more grateful in our life, that we can be a little bit more true to our way in our being and a little bit more compassion to our life, that is great, you know, and I don't see it. Sometimes you read it too, you know, like, oh, this energy is more powerful. Then mm. I go, wow, man, this is just, you know, about competition, this is less powerful, this is more powerful, and ultimately is not that great bright light, your essence is love, it's not competition, it's actually the opposite. So we have to be very careful with those kind of elements also that we don't get sidetracked. And also it's not about necessarily seeing energy or uh, reading auras, and don't get me wrong, it's nice, but sometimes there can also be counterproductive. You know, I meet many people and they say, oh yeah, but, but but I, I can read energy. And then it becomes almost an ego trip. 
and yeah. then their compassion is gone. The kindness is gone. It becomes really like boosting our ego. And, you know, therefore, I love the precepts because they are such a good guideline for our daily life, you know, and yeah. it's the opposite about being egoistic or trying to be, oh, look at me, I, I can do this, I see this or do that, or I can feel energy. And for me, therefore, is really important. Can we look in the mirror when we practice, after we practice in our daily life and actually say, yes, I, through our practice, I have become a little bit more kind and compassionate to my fellow human beings, seeing them in a more non-dualistic way. And, you know, the, the thing that's you know, kind, of, kind of interesting about all of this really is that what is Reiki? this is the crux of it all right so yeah. so in a way when we when we look at uh that in the system of reiki you know there's that word of great bright light or luminosity or we can call it awakening or whatever we call it ultimately that that space of our true nature is not tibetan is not japanese is not Dutch or American is neither called this or that, is wide open. All these things are just labels we've put upon it ourselves to give it some structure. So the structure of the system of Reiki is hands-on healing, working with certain meditation practices, symbols and mantras, uh, the precepts and reju or attunement initiation. And it's the same, the practice of yoga is asanas, mantrayana, Etc. But the quality what arises from that is is not yoga, is not Reiki, is not. This is why I like the Tao is praised. You know, if you can name the Tao, it's not a Tao, because we cannot name it. Ultimately, we cannot stick a label on it because as soon as we stick a label on it, we already stuck to something, and then. Well, then we might say, oh, Taoism is better than yoga, is better than Reiki, or Reiki is better than this. And then we are already away from this path. So for me, is is uh, don't try to stick labels on it. Ultimately, be completely free. Yeah. And, you know, does Reiki come to a person without, you know, that, that hasn't been trained in Reiki? You know, because what I'm thinking of, like, you know, can we look at it this way that, this energy, I don't even want to call it this energy. I'm already labeling it. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> this great bright light, you know. Yeah. How far away is that from any of us? I mean, really. And isn't well, learning Reiki, learning how to work with it? I mean, yeah. that's you know. it. You know, I think uh, often in the beginning, a lot of people see it as something very, very far away. And then they, with true practice, we realize it's right smack bang here, right now, in your own being. It's not something outside of yourself. But, you know, if we start sometimes and we say, oh, you know, look at your inner light. A lot of people say, inner light, I've been in the dark for 20 years. What the hell are you talking about? So in the beginning, we see it quite external. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I always say, and if you think about the universe or universal energy, then I said, what do you need to do to practice or to touch it? 
and ultimately we don't have to do anything to touch it because we've been touched by it 24 hours a day, right? Inside and outside. So ultimately that healing ability is there with us 24 hours a day, except we are so, we feel so disconnected from it. Like now, even I was just saying that in the classes, you know, we say, oh, I'm going to walk in nature, but we are nature. We don't have to walk in nature, but we feel mm-hmm. so far removed from it that we say, oh, I'm going to walk in nature. We completely forgot that we are actually nature. Yeah. What is actually quite ridiculous, right? So therefore, yeah. we feel so disconnected from this universal energy. And then we say, okay, now, now I'm doing a practice and now I'm in it. And now I go to work and I'm out of it. But we can never step out of the universe, right? right. It's not that now now we're in the universe and now I'm in, at work and I'm outside of it, you know. But yeah. therefore, the possibility for healing is always there 24 hours a day. And that's what we have to realize. Well, what do you think of the idea of, um, you know, intention? You know, because a lot of people talk about that, you know, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, Reiki's only going to work if you use it with the right intention. If you're intending and you're focused on your intention and you never stop focusing on your intention. I mean, it's really hard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I see it a bit like this. Of course, intention is not enough. Uh, The other day someone was talking about it and it's okay, let's, if if that's all we need, then let's just sit here and intend all that we get pizza. <laughs> Maybe it's not going to do anything, right? It's a bit of a lazy practice. And so uh, intention coupled to action, that will give a certain reaction. And I see it also if our mind is a little bit all over the place, like a choppy sea, like with lots of waves, yeah. and I throw something in it, say this bottle, then there's no ripple effect because the waves are really stopping that ripple effect. So what are these waves? Our insecurity, our worries, our anger, our fears, our attachments, our needs and wants where we hold on so tightly. But if our mind through practice, if we really quieten our mind like a very calm lake, and then I drop this in it, then the ripple effect is very, very different. I was uh, the other day, I was in Sardinia, a beautiful island. Mm-hmm. And the, the sea is just, it was 7 a.m. in the morning. It was just so calm. There was no no ripple. And I jumped in and this friend of mine took a photo and there was this massive, amazing, clear ripple effect taking place. I, I didn't see it while I jumped in because I was busy jumping, but <laughs> it was just such a great shot. And it, and it really made me again think about when our mind is really clear, so no attachment, no worries, no fear, then the intention coupled with an action, right? Because I can intend that there are a ripple effect appears on the lake, but nothing really happens. I need to perform an action. Then that ripple effect will can last for a long, long, long time. But if a mind is really busy, then nothing much happens here. So we first really need to calm the mind. Yeah. It'd be great to be in our in our right minds. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think we're all now not definitely not in our right <laughs> Not there. But wait, if there's one if there's one thing that you think is the the most important reason to read this book, what would you tell people? It is. Um, the cover is great. No, I'm just no, That's a great issue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge um, the book by cover. <laughs> uh, 
the, the most important reason, I, I, I think I would, uh, there's many people practicing the system of Reiki, there's many practitioners, many teachers, there's many different books. But yeah, for me, this is a very unique book because um, I, as much as possible, I try to really bring it back to the its essence, what really is try as much as possible to lay bare that light of loving compassion and kindness. And I'm not saying that these other books don't do it or other teachers don't do it. But for me, through my training and my teachings, I've really felt that a lot within myself. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it can be definitely a beautiful tool for lots of people. And even that it's just out in some shops don't even have it yet, but some people have already received it, what is good. And I'm already getting uh, from people I don't know, who've been practicing the system of Reiki, really positive feedback, like, wow, I've, uh, this really helped me to explore the system of Reiki even more so, and with that, my own well-being. Yeah, it's it's really in depth. It's, you know, and like we've talked about, and everybody knows you've written so much on the on the subject. How long did it take to write this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny it's it's a funny story. So yeah, I um as I as I said before, I'm not a person who uh, goes and said, oh, now I need to write a book and think about it, what I'm going to write. For me, it's something like it, it it sits there, it percolates, and suddenly it needs to come out. And so I locked myself in my apartment, uh, woke up at 6 in, in the morning, started writing till about midnight. So about, and then it just kind of flows from that space. So I wrote it in about two weeks. What? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and, and for me, it's also because it is something for me within myself. And I'm already, it's like, uh, if I also look at the book, it's uh, something I've been teaching for a long time already. So it's it's not something new I try to invent or whatever. It's really coming out of that teaching space. And I described it. I'm, I, it's a funny description. I hope you don't mind. But no. it's a little bit, sometimes, you know, when we eat food and then suddenly you need to go to the bathroom and you go, I need to go to the bathroom. And then you wait a little bit. Now I really need to go. And then it comes out and then you just flush it and let it go. Uh, so it's a little bit like this, how I write. I feel like suddenly there is this something in me what then suddenly needs to come out and then I suppress it a little bit and go like, now nah, nah, we really need to have sit down and let this just come out and then I let it go, and then I go, yeah, whatever. I might not ever read it again myself, but, you know, like, just let it go and see what, what happens with it. Okay, now that's a funny analogy. You know what's so funny is it it, it is almost, it's so similar to um, uh, Charles Bukowski. I don't know if you ever got into oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. Yeah, Bukowski would say something like that, but in okay. worse language. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to. <laughs> I'm not sure who's watching, but no, these days no. we all have to be political correct. It drives me oh, crazy. <laughs> drives me crazy, too. But yeah, so the book, The Way of Reiki, The Inner Teachings of... Mr. Mikawa Sui. 
Mikao Sui. I wanted to say Misao Kusui, you know, I'm like so mixed up this morning. Was that, did you have to learn Japanese to study with these Japanese masters? Um, no, I'm very fortunate that this particular teacher, uh, his, his own teacher was uh, unfortunately passed away, but was very, very famous in Japan, was kind of seen as the Dalai Lama of Japan. And uh, so his teacher had lots of foreign uh, Catholic priests, Christian priests, Jesuit priests, uh, all sorts of spiritual teachers from India. And so my teacher therefore was often, for example, he was sent to India as a, uh, how do you call that? Like uh, his teacher couldn't go. So, so he had to go there and speak at big conferences. And so he, his English is reasonable good. So, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. But so the book is out now. -ish. Yeah, yeah. Now-ish. Now-ish. <laughs> it's going to be out soon when people, it'll be out when people are watching this interview. Um, and available on Amazon and at other bookstores. Absolutely. Retailers. And yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us, you know, your journey, your insights, and just your wonderful bright light energy. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm just going to stop the recording now. <laughs> so welcome to the Tarot Today live show, Franz Stein. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Today oh, is technical difficulty. Oh, just endless technical. I have to do so much editing. Um, I, uh, I did not, obviously, I did not edit the end of that video mm -hmm. yet. So uh, I'm going to edit that for uh, putting it up on the channel as a standalone video. On, oh, on cool. Our YouTube cool, channel. yes. Yeah. And one thing that uh, that occurred to me is that, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Reiki, you might be wondering what the precepts are that we were talking about. Yeah. And it's really simple. It's the things that you say at the beginning, this comes directly from Yusui. And, you know, there's different interpretations of it. The easiest way, I think, is just to remember, just for today, I will not worry. I will not anger. I will be honest in my work. I give thanks for my many blessings and I will be kind to myself and others. And if you start your day that way, and if anything happens along the day that, you know, you, you, you start to get that energy of like, oh, I'm getting angry or worrying about something. Remember, just for today, I will not anger. I will not worry. I will be kind. I will be honest in my work. Give thanks for your many blessings. And really, anybody can work with those. And it's invaluable. It really is. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case people were wondering, what are these precepts they're talking about? Right. That's perfect. I was looking in the chat during the interview, and uh, Mel was looking up some of the cards that are out of print. And the lowest yeah. they found was like, $298.91, you know, when, when these things are out of print, print yeah, uh, they can skyrocket. It's the same with, oh, you know, yeah. that happens a lot. And it's yeah. weird how many decks go out of print so quickly. And that was for used. Um, some of them go yeah. over 500 Mel says, 
and Mel asked, uh, will he reissue the card? And oh, by the way, Mel says, I found the set. Wow. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yes. Excellent. Well, you know, may, who knows? After this interview, he might say, hey, I got to reprint these cards. <laughs> you never know. People would love that. Yep. Absolutely. That was a great interview. He's great and funny. He's so much fun to talk to. Hilarious. You know, what I loved was the down to earth, you know, where, I mean, whether yeah. it's, you know, defecation or smoking weed, he was just like <laughs> throwing it out there, you know? And I'm like, yeah. a couple of times I did the, the, you know, the, the puppy dog kind of like, say that. Did he just say oh, that? he cracked. Oh. He cracked me up. Yeah, and was, and and it just was so surprising to me because, you know, kind of what he was saying about you know spiritual teachers sometimes can act like you know they're on a mountain somewhere you know oh, yeah. and it seems like an act you know like they're so much better than everyone you know he's totally you know he I feel like he really embodies you know the such a great approach to the topic you know you know like he's a real person being real yeah it's uh, I really liked the part when you asked him about so what is Reiki you know and instantly it reminded me of well what is tarot you know and and how how do you actually tell people how it works kind of thing you know it's a very similar thing and totally uh, Oh gosh, yeah, and and I had written down in my notes here, uh, Reiki, energy healing, crystals, tarot, weed. It's amazing. It just all goes together. <laughs> it's funny how it all fits. It's all healing. It's all you know. Oh uh, yeah. Gosh, hey, so if anybody is still in the chat, watching us live here, you got a um, question. You want to mm-hmm. comment on the interview, or you want us to pull a card for you? If you want just a general reading, you want us to pull a card, pop it in the chat there. If you have a specific question, pop it in there. I don't know if anybody's still watching live on YouTube or not, um, but uh, oh, Mel says I need a reading. Okay, Mel, uh, either pop in there, pull a card for me, or put in your very specific question. We'll pull some cards on that. Mm-hmm. And we also have some phone calls. We'll, we're, uh, the interview went pretty long, so we can only have time to take like maybe one or two of these questions. But we will be back on Thursday. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's take a phone call first while Mel is putting their question into the YouTube chat. Who's awesome. in the It looks like Eric was Hello, are you there? Hello, are you there? Oh, got a lot of echo. Oh, got a lot of echo. Mm. It's I'm a continuing tech problem today. It's it's the end, the endless technical problems. Yeah, I was not hearing the person on the other end there. So, um if you hear this and you come back 703, we'll try to get back to you. Meanwhile, we're going to go to the caller that's been waiting the longest. 917. Are you there, caller? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, uh, my name is Ashil, and um, I'm calling from New York. 
Okay. I asked you. So can you what guys, did you uh, want to talk about? Oh, uh, my love life. Just want to see, you know, I'm, I'm single and uh, I spoke to someone about a month ago uh, at my gym. And uh, we haven't seen each other since, mm-hmm. but I uh, felt like there was some kind of connection there. So I'm just curious uh, what you're picking up on that or right. somebody else curious. is coming around. Okay. All right. I guess, should I go first, Dax? Or? Well, j- just real quick. I mean, I'm getting the magician card, so okay. I'm going to say a shield needs to just uh, make it happen. Uh, the, the magician card shows up when it's reminding you that you have the power to make it actually happen. Uh, I'm getting, oh my gosh, I'm getting a bunch of court cards, Mary. So a lot, a lot of individuals. So what this is telling me, and, and you know, I'm not going to uh, focus in on, on one thing. When, when we get Mary, maybe Mary's got more on that particular person there, uh, Ashiel, but what I'm getting is the cards are letting you know, A, the magician card, you already have the power. You can manifest this. Uh, I think you already know that, you know, instinctively. And then I'm getting all these people, which to me is is hinting towards um, not a specific person, but saying that, you know, there are opportunities just all around you and the one and the thing that i'm you know the one card that i'm drawn to the most out of all i've never had this mary where i i'm every i even pulled extra cards to see if it would stop and i kept getting court cards court cards court cards i've never had that ever happen but the one i'm drawn to is uh the queen of cups queen of cups and it may be referring to that uh, particular person that you saw at the gym, uh, met at the gym, and because it's cups, I'm going to say water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, this person might be one of those, and I'm, that's the one I'm drawn to the most. What are you getting, Mary? Well, just like you were getting all, a whole bunch of court cards, I'm getting a whole bunch of major cards, and they're really good ones. The first wow. one, the lover's card, and this is the Shadowlands Tarot oh. since it's Halloween season, so it's kind of adorable. But the lover's card comes up, so this is really a card you want to see on Love Life, followed by the star card. You know, what do you really want in a partner? I want you to focus on that. I have a page of swords. Is it adorable but see she has a sword in the air and yeah. she's pointing up to that star card it's almost like they go together she's like what do you want what is your in a sense you know if you're wishing on a star what would you wish for in a partner keep that in mind and also since it's a page of swords start talking start talking to somebody yeah. stabilize that that communication with the four one show appreciation too when when you find somebody that you're interested in and nurture this nurture it nurture it there's look at that beautiful tree that's the input card in this deck and it's the same like look you know it's just like what Dak said about the magician card like make it happen choose choose the person to focus on let them you know, get to know you as you get to know them, you know, communicate, 
you know, freely, openly, in a, in a sense that you want to nurture this connection and you want it to grow. And I think, I think you're not going to be single for too much longer there. There you go. I hope that helped you out. Thanks for the call. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great week. Great start to the week here. And uh, let's go back to the chat and check on uh, Mel's question. Mm, Mel's on the phone. Let's see if we can. I don't know which line. Which line are you, Mel? She's an 806, like me. Okay, so we're going to bring Mel on now. Hey, Mel, where are you located, by the way? I'm. Uh, can you hear me? Hello. Perfect. Yes. Hello. I don't know whether Mel. to get off. Can you can you hear me better on or off speakerphone? No. I'm. I'm not on speakerphone right now. Off I can hear you fine. Yeah, off speakerphone okay. is always better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's the same old question. I'm still confused. Mary knows what it is. Um, I thought the relationship with B was going somewhere, and basically he he went silent. So I'm confused. I'm hurt. I, you know, I don't know whether to give up on this or if it's just a matter of being patient. I'd kind of like to know yeah. what is the status of his feelings about me at this time and um, what's the best way for me to proceed or not proceed, to go or with should it. I just give up? Yeah. Yeah. And in Texas, like me. Oh. Hey, Mel. I don't guess you could Happy guess Texas. that from my accent. Thank you. I can't. Uh, no, not at all. I totally would No, not. darling, I can't understand a word you're saying. Not a word. Bless your heart. <laughs> you go first, Karen. Okay, I'm I'm gonna look at that. What what's the best? Well, actually, let me look at how how he's feeling. Right, that was part of it. Um, where is he at in his feelings since he's gone silent? Again. Um Well, you know this guy. This guy. I can't wait to see what Jack gets on this guy because this guy is a mystery. Um, but central focus card is the Knight of Cups of all things. He's gone silent because he's showing up as the Knight of Cups. Like he went, you know, he feels it and wants to pursue something. But, you know, it goes from right into that into the hanged man. So there's maybe where your silence is coming from. It's almost like he's delaying when it comes to like moving forward on this. Definitely. Delaying communication because we have the page of swords that comes up first. Again, the page of swords. So, yeah, I, I feel like he still feels something getting in his own way again. He may be overthinking it or thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't make myself so available. Maybe that'll keep her interested if she's not sure what I'm up to. But, you know, the hanged man often shows like we're doing like a 180, you know, like like flip and doing the opposite. And in this case, that combined with the Knight of Cups, it's like he's doing the opposite of what he really feels in his heart. You know, this guy's too in his head, but let's see what Dax is getting. All righty. Get the camera back on there. <laughs> I had you full screen, Mary. Ooh. Oh, there. Oh. I can't wait till we can do the studio where I can switch back and forth for both yeah. of the cameras. 
uh, we're going to start doing that too in November. We're going to have some shows where we're the shows are going to be dedicated to the uh, YouTube audience. So yeah. we can try the studio out, you know, the actual studio. Um, I just, I think it's exactly what you were talking about, Mary. Um, so the first card I got was the Six of Cups. And, you know, that's the nostalgia card. But when I look at the, the Chiro Marchetti version here, um, I almost get a, uh, what would that be? Seven of Cups? feeling you know where it's nice uh, Come on, he, he's like, it's like he lives in fantasy land right and the sixth card shows up which is slow progress so you know i agree with mary he wants to but the thing is he needs to you know focus on the one thing the one relationship i got the um Ace of Coin showed up, and until and, and that's a very that pentacles and coins are earth energy, so it, it's very grounded. You know, he has to get here for those watching out there. I'm going to put the cards back up again. So okay, so he has to come from Fantasyland. The um, what is that? The six the six of cups to the Ace of Coins. He has to get grounded for this to actually move forward. Once he does that, it happens. Look, two cups. And the last card, ace cups. Mm. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, I mean, th- this could definitely happen, but he's got to get out of his own way. He's, he's uh, you know, nostalgic about something, or he's being very you know, fantasy land kind of thing. And so he's not grounded and focused with that uh, Ace of Pentacles, Ace of Coins, and, you know, just focused on you and the one relationship. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Neil. Hope Thanks. that oh, helps a little bit. So, Have a great week. So the, so the best way to handle it is just to do nothing. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go that far, right, Mary? I, I wouldn't say do nothing, but um, really it's it's not – I feel like it's not in Mel's control. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, the ball's and in I, his court, you know, and, like, I didn't get any cards like the Magician card that would suggest that you can make it happen like we did with the previous caller. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and also, you know, the six of cups that you got, I think, you know, it's also that, you know, we, you know, you're right, we call it the nostalgia card, you can get lost in like the sort of fantasy of what the ideal past was, Right. I think, it, you know, his past may be influencing his current behavior when it comes to really wanting to, you know, get this off the ground and running, you know, yeah. but ultimately... So yeah, he's got to take action. He's the one that's got to take action. It's like you can take a, you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. What I was thinking is you can let the horse know you're available and you're interested, but you can't make him dial that number. Not that he's a horse. There's no yeah. horses I just involved, didn't know really. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know 
I didn't, yeah. I didn't know if actually texting or something would make it worse or it's better to be absent and let him wonder. I don't think it'll. I'm not getting the feeling it'll make it worse. It might even jog, no. you know, but. Yeah. Um, you should do what you, you have to do you, yeah. you know. The one thing in this situation is that, you know, he's like, he's acting a little bit squirrely. It's like he's hot and cold, hot and cold. You know, and I kind of feel like, oh, don't get sucked into that and start patterning, patterning that behavior, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, that's his issue. You, you're spectacular, Mel. You're a fuck, freak, uh, can't use it. <laughs> Can I use that language? You're a catch. That's what I'm trying to say. You're the prize. Okay. Remember that. Remember that, you know, he wants some of this. He needs to come get it. Okay. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank Thanks you. for the I call, Mel. Mel. We got to get. We are Bye-bye. way. Over. We are way over here, but we'll be back on Thursday, folks. Yes. That was an awesome show, Mary. Thanks for yes, being here. Thanks. Thank you, Dax. Thanks to all our listeners and everybody watching on YouTube. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, Tom Boy.